You've just tuned in to Uncle Buck's Magic Reviews. Hey, thanks for stopping by, you guys. I really appreciate it. Got a couple reviews coming up for you today. But first, be sure to hit subscribe, share, and support this channel. Send your questions to KeithBuck88 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram. UncleBuck52 is the way you do that. But first, you got to sit through this commercial, and then we'll get on our bed. Thanks for coming back. Before we get started on today's reviews, I wanted to give a quick uh, shout out to my friends at Magic Inc. in Chicago. And, uh, you know, many magic shops have been hit hard over the past 12 months, especially those that rely primarily on foot traffic to drive sales into the store. Chicago's beloved Magic Inc. made the news recently when magicians from coast to coast came together to help keep the shop's doors open. You know, a lot of uh, the newer magicians, they buy everything online, they, and there's nothing wrong with that, and get reviews on YouTube or from a podcast like this one. But it, growing up, there's nothing like being able to go down to the magic shop and hang out, and you learn so much from the old folks, you know that uh, it's a shame that we are losing a lot of those brick-and-mortar stores. And Magic Inc. was facing a 75% revenue decrease since the start of the pandemic. And the GoFundMe campaign they launched to try to rally community support didn't raise enough funds to address pressing concerns, like uh, how to make the rent. So during this past holiday season, Magic Inc., created a benefit show in collaboration with the Chicago Magic Lounge, another great place, and uh, the Monday Night Magic in New York. The December 29th show featured, check this out, Penn and Teller, Max Maven, Mac King, Chris Capehart, Suzanne the Magician, David Williamson, Lewis Cameron, Bill Cook, Paige Thompson, Dave Cox, and Peter Samuelson. Together they raised 20000 to help keep Magic Inc. in business. You know, that means the world to that, to that owner, Sandy, Sandy Marshall. So many of those magicians came to Magic Inc. at some point in their lives and it affected them. So if there's a brick-and-mortar magic shop within driving distance, bus difference, bike ride, go visit them. Go visit and spend a few bucks there instead of online. You can really save a lot of uh, those stores. Piece of history. We can't lose that. So anyway, let's get on with our reviews. First up, 
We have Houdini's Last Trick by Peter Eggink and Empty Hand Productions. It's $40. Uh, you can get that at your favorite Magic Online uh, retailer. Retailers and dealers can uh, visit Murphy's Magic Supply. This is, this is a pretty good trick. And uh, as a reviewer, I enjoy having the opportunity to invest time in effects I might not normally be interested in performing. This has allowed me to discover well-made gimmicks with clever methods that I might have easily passed up. Houdini's last trick is such an effect. You present a Polaroid of Houdini, which you then isolate between the spectator's palms. A card is randomly selected, let's say the king of clubs. When the Polaroid is removed from the spectator's hand, the ghostly image of the king of clubs appears in the jacket of Houdini's pocket. Everything can be examined. In Houdini's last trick, you receive one ungimmicked Polaroid of Houdini, one gimmicked Polaroid of Houdini, a plastic sleeve to store them in, and a link to an explanation video. Though you have the ability to switch out the gimmicked Polaroid, I can see many situations where it won't be necessary. And that is thanks to the gimmick. The photo actually changes inside the spectator's hands. Also included is a deceptive idea to isolate the face-down Polaroid on the top of a card box where the image still changes. This is a wonderful idea, and it's built to last. This will find a natural home in the repertoire of the occult, so to speak, but you don't have to be just into that to really appreciate this. I actually recommend this trick. Again, it's Houdini's last trick. You can pick that up for $39.95. So check it out. I'll give that, uh, give it two wands. Gather round, children. It's time for the weekly book review. And uh, this week we're going to look at uh, Slights and Insights, now out by John Carney. And I'm sure all of us, or most of us that have been around for a while, know who John Carney is. <laughs> It's a lovely book, and uh, you can get that <clears throat> from John Carney at carneymagic.com. It's $80, 315 pages. It is hardbound for $80, yeah. But uh, it starts out in the foreword, which is by David Ben. David notes... Carney's willingness to explore, experiment, discard, enlarge, and to do so publicly, to put his work out there because it is meaning for him, and won't, one hopes for others, whether you're an amateur, slight-heavy, close-up conjurer, or gimmick-laden, touring stage professional, or anything in between, you'll find plenty to appreciate in Slights and Insights. That's Carney's newest book. It begins with an essay outlining Carney's prime directive. Reading about theory won't make you a better magician. Thinking about magic will. You need to be actively engaged in your own learning and growing. 
Carney spends a lot of time discussing the history and references for the particular pieces of conjuring that he presents. And these are among the most interesting sections of the book. Conjuring has a rich and complicated history, and having someone as well-read and knowledgeable as Carney lay out the path from then to now provides the reader new avenues to explore on their own. Newcomers will get a good premiere on a appreciating those who paved the way. From there, he leaps into two very different approaches to the broken and restored thread plot. You know, the gypsy thread. The first has the performer tearing bits of paper streamer and restoring them with a flourish. It plays beautifully in the mind, and I imagine that with a charming presentation, it could make for a very nice effect. Carney recommends the piece as an opener. This is a malleable routine that could reasonably be adapted to any performer. The second version is Gypsy Rewired. It's a more traditional Gypsy Thread style effect using Dixie Cups and the telephone game premise. This routine is more an example of how a particular performer's point of view can simultaneously influence the direction of method and presentation than it is an adaptable piece for the reader. But the method is pretty darn straightforward if one wanted to try it out. The card and coin conjuring detailed within Slights and Insights revolve pretty consistently around routining and honing now standard techniques rather than contributing wildly new methods. Carney's intention again is to nudge the reader into honestly examining their own methodology for weaknesses and areas of potential improvement. And this may be the first introduction to this type of study for some. Then next you have time-space cointinuum. It's a coin flurry and spellbound routine framed by a bagless purse. Carney tips some nice work on the Ramsey subtlety and the utility switch. It will be a fun practice routine and will encourage a greater understanding of multiple coin management. The following routine between the electrons is an elegant handling of the coin and glass plot in which a marked coin penetrates through a plate covering a glass. Carney was inspired by the Lipzig routine in Vernon's book, Tribute to Nate Lipzig. Some people might say Leipzig. <laughs> and introduce some really beautiful choreography for the duplicate switch. Between the coin conjuring and card conjuring is a section of the book that examines the Mora ball routine, balls in the net, and the vanishing birdcage. Carney has finessed the main manipulation of the Mora ball routine and suggests some subtle worthwhile timing changes. As a fan of the visual card conjuring in Carnicopia, I was excited to see a section titled Visual Card Magic, Back Home. It's a homing card style effect where the backs change from blue to red. Carney heavily references Cap's routine during this exploration. Visual Assemblage is next. It's a pretty interesting version of Invisible Palm Aces. But the downside to Carney's routine is that you 
you end up dirty. That should not stop you from learning and rehearsing the routine, though. But it may stop the more casual performers among us from doing it. <laughs> if anything, it provides another opportunity to experiment in critical thinking. In the latter half of the book are a charmingly thorough exploration of Leon's haunted dollhouse and other ghostly effects. Carney's impromptu caffeinated cups and balls routine, previously released on video, and a section on a various extravagant playing card revelations, many of which are predicted upon the playing cards showering over the stage. A card sword may not be your type of thing, but there are some other interesting revelations with a handkerchief and gaffed picture frames, including a really valuable tip regarding a special type of paper. Carney finishes the book with a worthwhile series of study habits that form a good foundation for any pursuit of dexterous practice. It's a nice distillation of much of the bits of advice peppering the book and a tidy way to end it. As I mentioned at the beginning, no matter your experience or age, you'll find something to appreciate in slights and insights. When I was coming up in Conjuring, like I said earlier, I haunted all the inner secrets of Conjuring because I worshipped the old masters. I believed that there were some kind of arcane, awe-inspiring secrets, you know, the real secrets to developing supernatural-like powers. If only I searched hard enough. Understandable to most of you, I'm sure. You've gone through the same thing. <laughs> the conjurers from Robert Hodan down to Vernon and others have been so lauded as to become godlike characters, especially to the newer practitioners in our field. I wanted to know what they knew, and further, I wanted to be as good as them in my own way. And that's basically what you need to do. <laughs> Again, excellent book, might be a little on the expensive side for some, but at $80 for all the knowledge, you can't beat it. So go out, pick up a new book, add it to your library. I did. Wow, it's been a really beautiful day here at Chalet Uncle Buck. And I want to thank you all again for stopping by. Boy, the sun is just shining in. It's warming up out. I get my second vaccine shot in a week. Things are starting to open up. And I couldn't be happier. I hope you're all having a great day. And again, if you like this, be sure to subscribe and share. And I look forward to you stopping by and spending some time with me again. Really appreciate it. Hey, we're going to end up with uh, a little more music for you. And again, always remember, who's your uncle? Ooh, I feel so good. Let's end the show with a little Misty Mountain Hop.
Shut up! 